Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. Now, if you'd like to uh, contact me, you can just send an email to exxon at exxonradiotv.com or just visit us on any social media site at www. No, I'm sorry. There's no www.dots there. It's Exxon Radio TV. And if you want to visit any of our websites, including the Exxon Broadcast Network, it's www.exxonradiotv.com. That's the radio show. And then for the broadcast network, it's www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Dr. Robert Bartholomew. He's an American-born medical sociologist who teaches history at Botany College in Auckland, New Zealand. He has written 16 books on topics ranging from UFOs and cryptozoology to social panics and bizarre mental orders. And disorders, I should say. I guess they're one and the same. Depends on which side of the disorder or the order you're on. Uh, he is known for working with believers and skeptics alike, and while re- requiring conclusive proof of extraordinary claims, he admits that there's one small number of cases that science simply cannot explain. We're going to be talking tonight about the sonic attack in Cuba, and there are, the much-anticipated study has recently come out in the Journal of American Medical Association. Now, you may recall that over the past 18 months, 24 U.S. state department staff at the U.S. Embassy in Cuba, have reportedly been target of a mysterious sonic weapon. The authors of the new study conclude that an unknown energy source was responsible for changes to the brain in the um, in those members of the State Department, a total number of 24. Joining me now from Auckland, New Zealand, is Dr. Robert Bartholomew. And uh, Robert, welcome back to the Exxon. It is always great having you with us. Thanks for having me back, Rob. Now, tell me, do you think that there is some sort of government conspiracy here, Robert? Or why don't we why don't we just take our listeners back who may not be aware of what we're talking about? So, if you could just give us a little bit of a history into this uh, this phenomenon, I guess we can call it. Well, since November of 2016 and going to about August of 2017, mm-hmm. 24 staff members at the United States Embassy in Havana, Cuba, reported feeling unwell, and at the same time, they said they heard a strange sound. And it was immediately assumed by members of the doctors at the State Department that there was some type of sonic attack going on. And this is a huge story. If it were not for the stories surrounding the Trump White House right now, this would be the lead story in the I'm sorry about that. It looks like somebody got a little anxious here. I apologize for that, Robert. Yep. Uh, this is a story that's not going to go away. And what's interesting here is 
It's a story that's being misrepresented in the media. I'm going to tell your listeners some things that they're not going to get from other media outlets. And you can take what I say to the bank. It's 100% true, and I'll stake my reputation on it. Um, I was floored, Rob, when I read the study in the Journal of the American Medical Association, stunned, shocked. Um, there aren't enough words in the English language to adequately express my surprise. Now, you asked if there's some type of conspiracy here. Yes. I'll tell you, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been a journalist for 35 years. I've been a sociologist for 30 years. There's something very odd about this case. And I'm not just referring to the so-called facts in the case, mm -hmm. but the way that this case is being described by the government and handled by the neurologists at Penn State. I've never seen anything like it. I'm telling you right now, there's something funny about this and the way it's being handled. All right, you say there's something funny the way it's being handled. Can you give us examples of, of, based on your expertise, what is not making sense to you? Well, look at the abstract of the study. This is one of the top medical journals in the world, the Journal of the American Medical Association. And in the abstract, I've got it right here in front of me, it states that the objective of the study was, quote, to describe the neurological manifestations that followed exposure to an unknown energy source. They make it sound like it's a fact that there is this unknown energy source that is causing people to get sick. They have not proven this in the study. They should have said to describe the neurological manifestations following the alleged exposure to an unknown energy source. It's almost like the authors are trying to get us believe, get us to believe that this attack has actually occurred, but they don't have the evidence to back it up. The study does not appear to have been written in a neutral manner. It's very ambiguous. And from the evidence they have presented, you cannot conclude that some type of attack took place or some type of energy force was there, yet they're claiming that it did. And it makes me very suspicious. It's a giant red flag. You just don't see that in medical journals, especially journals, top journals in the world like this. Is it possible that the authors already know what the cause is, but because the cause has nothing to do with outside sources, they're, they're treading very gently on how they're reporting this in the journal? Well, they did say they can't say certain things because of State Department secrets. But, you know, I've, I've studied mass psychogenic illness, yep. mass hysteria for 30 years. I've collected about 3,500 cases dating back to 1566. I'm familiar with the literature. And in the article, they say it can't be mass hysteria because all of the patients were keen to return to work and hence they weren't malingering. I... I I couldn't believe what I was reading. Malingering refers to the faking of illness or injury to avoid work or some responsibility. Right. Malingering has nothing to do with this case. This is an accepted fact, just like the earth revolves around the sun. Mm -hmm. There's no debate about this. It's the wrong term. They don't understand the literature on mass hysteria. In a later interview, which I listened to, one of the lead authors of the study said that mass psychogenic illness was dismissed because there was no collusion among patients. He said to have mass hysteria, you have to have all of the patients in collusion together to make sure their symptoms match. I mean, collusion has nothing to do with yes. mass hysteria. It's like comparing a broken leg and a sprained ankle. And it is so alarming to see this because mm -hmm. the authors don't know what they're talking about. It, they don't understand the mass psychogenic illness literature. And then they said another reason it can't be mass hysteria is because there's no rapid onset and recovery. Mass hysteria is typically rapid onset and recovery. They also got that wrong. This is not open to debate. The second most common type of mass hysteria begins slowly and persists for months or years, and it's typically characterized by neurological symptoms. What do we have in this case? We have neurological symptoms. I mean, it's unbelievable how in a major medical journal, these authors have got the literature 
wrong. It's not open to debate or interpretation. They just got it wrong. Um, why would the journal? Why, why would the journal publish this with so many holes in it? Well, here's the thing: when they came out with the article, mm -hmm. you got all these news organizations saying that the this article in the Journal of the American Medical Association has concluded that there's uh, brain changes in members of the embassy staff in Cuba. But what most of them don't say is that there was a, they put out an editorial and a second commentary severely criticizing and urging caution and saying that what they're claiming uh, cannot be supported by the facts that they have and they need more evidence. But all you get is the article. You don't see the accompanying editorial. I've got no problem with them putting the article out so long as they have a strong editorial and a commentary, which is what they did, really um, criticizing mm -hmm. the study. And I think they put the study out because this is such a big deal. It's such a major thing. It's, it's causing international relations issues. So they allowed them to publish the article, and then they really beat it up in the editorial and in the commentary. And one of the commentaries used some of my research on there, which was I was happy about. So I've got no problem with that. But unfortunately, Rob, a lot of news agencies have just looked at the study and not the editorials and said, oh, there's brain changes, and, and they've proven this, and there's, there's really some kind of sonic weapon going on in Cuba. And that's not what has happened. All right, Robert, stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exxon Nation, Robert Bartholomew is our special guest. Dr. Robert Bartholomew, that is. www.robertebartholomew.com. And Robert and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Wilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of The Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years' experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Wilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. 
Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Explanation, Dr. Robert Bartholomew is our special guest this hour, www.robertebartholomew.com, and we're talking about that that event that happened in Cuba where 24 members of the State Department suffered some strange uh, and unknown effect from some strange unknown cause. And we're uh, just talking about the article that recently came out in the Journal of American Medical Association. And let me ask you this, Robert. Is it possible that this was another CIA experiment that they did not want to conduct in the U.S., but they were given or the opportunity arose to have this done in Cuba, and if anything happened, they could always point the finger to the other guy? Is this something, could this be like MKUltra? Well, Rob, we've been at this a long time, and... We've seen a lot of strange things happen yeah. over the years, so we certainly can't rule anything like that out. But, you know, for months, we've been treated to leaks in the media mm -hmm. by members of the State Department and members of the Penn State doctor team saying that there were concussion-like symptoms in these patients and there were white matter tract changes to the brain. And when the study comes out, the evidence isn't there. It's like they're trying to convince us that this has happened when it hasn't happened. So I guess, you know, the old follow the money thing. Exactly. Who benefits from uh, human relations being poisoned? Well, let's see. Uh, President Trump really doesn't want the embassy or any, any ties with Cuba. President Obama did. And it seems that whatever President Obama did, President Trump is trying to undo. Um, so where do we follow the money here? I can see where the political implications could be pointing to. But when it comes to the fact that here you have a study that is in a very predominant and well-respected journal, not giving the entire story. And I, I'm sure the editors must have looked at the story and... They just didn't publish whatever they were given it. Maybe they did. I don't know. But you're the professional here. What do you see? Well, when you start speculating, it's hard to know. But here's the thing, Rob. In the media, people have this story in their mind that, mm -hmm. well, maybe they somebody has developed some kind of weapon that you could point it at a building and it could target an individual. Now, we know that through walls and stuff, it's extremely difficult and improbable based on the known laws of science, but who knows? But that's not what happened because this wasn't at the embassy. It was embassy staff at two major hotels in Havana when they were inside the hotels, inside their rooms, eating, doing all sorts of things. And then it was in their homes spread around Havana. Hmm. So... It's not like you have one building there and it could be potentially targeted. These are people around a lot of other people. And then when they had the testimony, the hearing, uh, chaired by Senator Marco Rubio uh, earlier this year, uh, it was interesting because the doctor was saying, well, these patients said they felt unwell and heard a sound within an hour of this happening. So you hear a sound within an hour of feeling unwell. Um, my goodness, that's, um, that's us every day practically. At some point of the day, you might have, what, some of these symptoms are difficulty concentrating, sure. uh, memory problems, insomnia. Um, these are very vague issues. Now, everybody, people say to me, uh, Robert, you don't know what you're talking about because uh, you say it's mass hysteria, but concussion-like symptoms, symptoms and um, changes to white matter tracts in the brain, that can't be mass hysteria. 
um, you're an idiot. But if you take away the evidence for concussion-like symptoms mm -hmm. and you take away the evidence for white matter tract changes, which aren't there, you are left with classic symptoms of mass psychogenic illness. And so my question is, why are they trying to convince us that this was a sonic attack and there's something sinister going on? The Cuban government is in on this. When the Cuban government has formed their own committee to investigate this, they haven't found anything. And the FBI has gone down there and they haven't found any evidence either to support claims that it was a sonic attack or mass poisoning or exposure to anything. Makes no sense. It absolutely makes no sense unless, unless it was, once again, I'm going to say because of the location, because it was Cuba, because the current administration really doesn't want diplomatic ties with Cuba. Maybe this was the way of, uh, of you know, just pushing towards the withdrawal of anything to do with Cuba based on this alleged attack. You know, I th Rob, I think that's a real possibility here. Um, it is, it is extraordinary what happened in Cuba. The Cuban government told the FBI and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, "Come on down." They, I don't think they've ever done that. They invited them into their country and they conducted an investigation. And thus far, they have found a nothing burger. Nothing. And you're talking that would about. Link this to anything. And you're talking about two of the world's most premier law enforcement agencies working together as they do all the time. And they came up with nothing. So once again, you know. It, it, where there's smoke, there's fire. And after, after doing so many shows on brain control, mass hysteria, and what, you know, let's, let's keep the right hand busy so nobody's looking at the left hand. This seems to be something that fits in that pattern. Yeah, well, you know, when I heard the news, I think it was yesterday, with mm -hmm. Donald Trump coming out with these uh, steel and aluminum tariffs. trade tariffs. Yep. I thought to myself, my first reaction was, oh, there's a bright, shiny object over here. Mm -hmm. Look at the bright, shiny object. Yep. Um, it, it's kind of taking the media away from the Mueller investigation. Well, not only it's, the Mueller investigation, but what's going on in, in uh, Korea, North Korea and what is going on with the with the developments, uh, the development of nuclear weapons within the Soviet Union in Russia. And Putin says that they've just developed a missile that can go undetectable. So here you've got President Trump, you know, dangling that carrot. And once again, deflection. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. This isn't the first time if when you mix factors like mass psychogenic illness with politics, mm -hmm. you get some very strange results. And there was a case back in the early 1980s, it was March and April of 1983, you had over a thousand schoolgirls who collapsed in the Israeli-occupied Jordan West Bank, um, fainting, headaches, stomach pain, altered states of consciousness. And there were three separate studies of that episode. It almost caused the outbreak of a war. There were three separate studies over the ensuing year about that outbreak, and they had the same conclusion in all three of those studies. One was um, uh, some American investigators, some were Israeli investigators, and one was, I, I believe, it was the World Health Organization. They all three concluded it was mass psychogenic illness, and it had been triggered by a foul odor from a school toilet. And almost caused a war in the Middle East because it escalated. It went to the United Nations. The United Nations condemned this because it was blamed on the Israeli Mossad poisoning these girls. When in fact, when, when people had the opportunity to examine the facts and what had happened, 
all three groups concluded that it was mass psychogenic illness. Something like that might be going on here, but it's going to take time because you have to extract the politics. And, you know, the social sciences are sometimes more social than science, unfortunately. And you have to extract the politics from the actual um, illness that's going on here. But how do we do that successfully? Well, these are really unusual times because we're living in very partisan times. I can never remember it being like this. Mm-hmm. Being, And I guess a good example would be the recent um, declassification of those memos. The Republicans declassify theirs and they don't declassify the Democrats. Right. Then the Democrat one gets declassified and it's shown. And it really is concerning that the United States is so entwined with these politics today. And how we've gotten here, I think, is is there's all these partisan um, talkback radio shows and TV shows that I think have they're out they're a business ultimately to make money yeah. and they're supporting a position. And unfortunately, I think that's where we've got here. But it makes for very confusing um, listening and watching and reading for your listeners, because your listeners are seeing news stories right now that are saying that sonic attack in Cuba. Oh, there were there were definitely brain changes in all 24 patients when, in fact, that is not the case. I can tell you with 100 percent certainty that's not the case. Robert, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. This is uh, something that's very interesting, something that's very unique, something that more people should be talking about, except with all the facts and not with the Swiss cheese approach. Dr. Robert Bartholomew is my guest this hour, Exxon Nation, www.robertebartholomew.com. And Robert and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. 
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Robert Bartholomew is our special guest, www.robertebartholomew.com. Is there any connection, or could there be a plausible connection, that this, this event or this weapon, this cause, could actually have been targeted through something as simple as iPhones or computers? Remember the days of subliminal suggestion, subliminal advertising? Is it possible that this is being conducted, tests are being conducted in order to cause things to happen, and because people are not really paying that much attention to what could be going on behind the screens that they're looking at all the time, that they're missing uh, they're missing part of the equation? You know, we have to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, you know, I, I look at what is being claimed. The claim is from the United States State Department. Yeah. Since late 2016, they've been claiming that American embassy personnel were targets of some type of sonic, acoustical, sound wave weapon while they were in these two hotels and standing next to other people as well, and while they were in their homes. And here's the what I think is really interesting, Rob. Everything has a context. It just doesn't occur. So what's the context here? During the Cold War, there were numerous incidents in Cuba that have become now part of folklore for the intelligence and diplomatic community, where Cuban agents would go to people's homes, the homes of diplomats, and they would sneak around and they would move books around their bookshelves. They would throw cat droppings on their floor. They would do uh, things like this, nothing too dramatic, but um, you know, nobody was killed or anything sure. like that. But just to say, you know what, we're here, yeah. we came in, we're watching you, we could have done something. and. It was notorious when they would be driving to work and you get a couple of uh, Cuban agents and they would like pin you in so you would get stuck in traffic and stuff like this. Or you'd park somewhere and they'd, they'd park in front of you so you couldn't get out just to irritate you. And so this is very well known. And what happens is Obama opens up relations. Yep. We have all these diplomats going over there and they're all familiar with this history. And then some people don't feel well. They hear sounds associated with it. And then this first cluster comes back and they and it's flagged by the State Department under Trump. And then they start counseling staff members in Cuba. Look, if you go over uh, to Cuba, you're going over there. Or if you're already over there, it appears that some of our staff have been targeted with a sonic device because they've been hearing noises and feeling unwell. Well, what do you think is gonna happen when they are over there and on any given week, at some point, I'll probably feel unwell. And if you look at uh, difficulty concentrating, mm-hmm. uh, insomnia, feeling fatigued, well, I mean, I probably had all, the, all those today, this morning. You and me and both. These are vague symptoms. 
and but they're on the lookout for that and then they hear a sound well if i really listen in the next minute i'll probably hear a sound of some place yeah. and you know the everyday hustle and bustle of daily life there are sounds and the other thing is some people in cuba have suggested this cuban committee that looked into this that it's the season for the jamaican field cricket and it's also cicada season and that they may have heard these sounds because they feel unwell. And then you start kind of tuning into your surroundings. You don't necessarily hear it right away, but it's like, you know, I'm feeling a bit nauseous. And I'm, then you start suddenly listening to see if there's a sound or hear a sound because you've been told that if you feel unwell, it might be associated with a sound. You might be the victim of an attack. And so it's very easy for people to think that they are the victim of an attack like that. Rob, if your studios in Hamilton, Ontario, if there was a belief that when people went into your studio and there might be something in there that's making people feel unwell, I bet you within a couple of weeks, people would go in there and start feeling unwell. It's, it's just a, it's that's the, way the it is. placebo effect right. in reverse. Mm -hmm. It's mass suggestion. But let, let me ask you this, Robert. If this was a sonic attack, right, no one would have heard any noise. So how can they say, well, if, how can some of these people say that they heard something or they, or they were warning people that if they heard something, that doesn't make sense to me being in a sound engineer. If it's sonic, you won't hear it. You don't hear the, well, the dog whistle. Yeah. And that's yeah, sonic. That's a good point because you've got you've got infrasound and you've got ultrasound. Exactly. And one is at the high end, one's at the low end. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You see now that? The, the, yep. No, that, was... That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And the, the other thing is when you look at claims of the um, of the ultrasound and the infrasound, you do have some people who are able to hear it when others can't, just like eyesight. There are people that have eyesight that's better than 20-20. Yes, I agree. Um, so you have an array of human beings, just like you have people that have a, a fever mm -hmm. um, and you have a normal temperature of 98.6. Right. Um, other people have a normal body temperature of 99.1, or it's not always 98.6, but that's the average Right. And so there could be a few people hearing this, but that is a very good point that and, I haven't heard raised before. And here's another um, here's another one, Robert, and I just thought of this as, as you were talking. Every embassy, every State Department office has counterintelligence uh, measures in place. They always do to avoid electronic, uh, electronic eavesdropping. If, in fact, this was sonic, it would have triggered one of their alarms because this would have been caught by the system as being an intrusion. Something else that doesn't make sense. Yeah, this, this case just doesn't make sense from the get-go yeah. unless um, it's being used as a political football toward a specific end. And, and that's what I'm smelling here in this case, that... Um, I mean, Donald Trump actually came out and said that he thinks the Cubans are involved. Either they know who did it mm -hmm. or they're protecting people who they've allowed to do it on their property. I, I suppose, i.e. the Russians, but they didn't mention them. Yeah. I mean, who else is that going to be? Um, yet they don't have the evidence. They're, they're making these claims without the evidence. They are pushing a narrative without having the full facts. And these have major implications because the Cuban uh, State Department, the, the American State Department has, has told US visitors that there's a level three advisory which suggests that they reconsider traveling to Cuba because of the health effects directed yeah. at US embassy staff in Havana. The State Department right now advises Americans that because of the source the source of the attacks has still not been determined. There is an advisory that U.S. citizens 
may be at risk, so they suggest you don't go to Cuba. My suggestion is it's probably not a bad time to take a vacation in Cuba because there's going to be fewer people. And I don't think that you're going to be the target of an attack. I, I don't think an attack is taking place. But you can see, Rob, this has serious, real, tangible impacts yep. on the relationship between America and Cuba. I mean, we might end up having our relationship with Cuba broken off because of this. And so you have to wonder what really is driving this narrative that the, that Trump is saying and members of the State Department is saying when the evidence is not there to back up what they're claiming. You know, my wife and I have gone to Cuba. I, I love the people there. They're very friendly. They're hardworking. They're God-fearing. They were looking so forward to the doors being opened to having American visitors and American tourists that they were, they, were, they were in the middle of a building boom. So to think that the Cubans had anything to do with this does not make sense to me. To think that the Russians had anything to do with this makes no sense to me. The fact that this alleged sonic attack was not detected by the anti-intrusion uh, devices that are in all secure buildings because of electronic eavesdropping, nothing was detected. That doesn't make any sense to me. The fact that only certain people, or if anyone heard this sonic attack, that doesn't make sense to me. But what the hell do I know? I'm just a radio guy that was born in Montreal, Quebec. Well, the other interesting thing is you've got all these tourists, about mm -hmm. three dozen tourists who contacted the Associated Press and the State Department who say that since 2014, they had gone to Cuba. And when they were there in one of those two hotels that they claim the attacks took place in, yeah. that they felt unwell and they heard unusual sounds. But the thing is, I looked at those hotels. There's about 750 rooms between the two of them. All right, Robert. So you're you, talking, Robert, yep. you and I have to take a break. Please stand by. This is a very interesting topic. ExoNation, our guest this hour is Dr. Robert E. Bartholomew. His website is www.robertebartholomew.com. And we'll be back wrapping up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. One of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201 934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce and for more information you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. 
I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Dr. Robert E. Bartholomew is our special guest. He is uh, with the Department of History and Social Sciences at Botany College in New Zealand. His website is www.robertebartholomew.com. And uh, first of all, Robert, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's always a great pleasure having you on the show, and we always look forward to you coming back. One thing I did notice in Cuba, in many of the hotels, black mold. Black mold is very common in in Cuba because of the weather conditions, the lack of proper ventilation. Is the, could this be a source of this as well? If these people were in this in these hotels, the hotels that are four star uh, over there are actually two star over here in Canada and the United States. Were, were, was everything looked at? when it came to the health and welfare of the people who were, who were involved in this? Or did they just focus on the sonic attack? Well, the FBI went into those hotels mm -hmm. and they went to the people's homes. Okay. They have not released their report officially, so we don't know what's in their report, but they've, they've told senators that they found uh, no evidence of a sonic okay. attack or any other type of attack that took place. Um, it's interesting. Uh, a friend of mine recently went to uh, Cuba in yeah. Havana, and uh, I mentioned the sonic claims of a sonic attack to him, and he said, "Well, you know, I find that far-fetched, at least for the Cuban government doing it, because their buildings are crumbling and they can't yep. even keep their buildings going. Why would they be investing in some type of a sonic weapon or doing research and something like that?" Um, to me, what I find interesting is all these people, um, three, four dozen people who've been to Cuba since 2014, and they've claimed that um, they've been there and they've heard a strange sound and they felt unwell. But when you look at the, the two hotels there that, that all this has happened, these are major, major hotels. And it would be like 1,500 people a day would be at those hotels. And right. on any given day, you'd have a small number of people feeling unwell anyway. Sure. And you're probably going to hear sounds, whether it's crickets or cicadas or tinnitus, which is quite a common phenomenon. So if the FBI say have no idea what the cause was, who's classifying it as a, as a sonic attack? Where did it get that? That label, if you've got the law enforcement agency who was in charge of doing the investigation saying that they found no evidence of this being, uh, quote-unquote, a sonic attack. Great point, Rob. Great point. And that's because that's where the politics comes into it. That's where the State Department comes into it. The State Department... Um, and other members of the Trump administration have mm -hmm. been leaking this information to the media over months and months. And then they started leaking the results of that study, what they were finding, the white matter track changes and all this stuff. But come to find out, there's no evidence to support all this. So again, I think it comes back to who's driving this narrative and why, why does somebody want to foul relations with the United States and Cuba by driving a narrative that is not supportable so far. You know, I, I'm open-minded. I, I was willing to come on this show and say, you know what, the study came out and they found that there's these changes to the brain and I was wrong. I would be the first one to come on and tell you that. 
But interestingly enough, white matter tract changes to the brain, the, the stuff that they're looking at there, mm -hmm. it's not clear and it can be caused by everything from um, normal aging to depression to dementia. And then the concussion-like symptoms, when you look at the scans, as one of the top medical officers who was interviewed for one of the editorials in the Journal of the American Medical Association commented, he said, you know, there's no structural changes here. Um, I'm not seeing it. So that's the question for me is, who wants to foul American-Cuban relations? Because the evidence for what's being claimed just is not there. There is no evidence. Well, the other thing is Canada comes into this as well, and the United States, because what I find fascinating is people say, well, this is unprecedented. This has never happened before. Yes, it has. In 1992 in Taos, New Mexico, oh, yes. there were a number of people who reported feeling unwell. It was called the Taos hum. Yep. And, and they had headaches, uh, general discomfort, insomnia, ear pain, and the U.S. government funded a study of the Taos hum, and they, they could not find any type of uh, cause for it, acoustical cause, a seismic cause, or an electromagnetic cause. And some of the people suggested that, well, maybe some of this is caused by tinnitus. Then there was another incident, I'm sure you remember this, in, it was about 1999, you had the Kokomo hum, that was in Kokomo, Indiana. Yep. People started hearing this humming sound. They were getting uh, dizziness, headaches, muscle and joint pain, difficulty sleeping, feeling fatigued. You know, I've got half of those things now. And I'm in my 50s, you know. And in 2002, the Kokomo City Council actually allocated $100,000 for a study. They gave it to an environmental firm to study the Kokomo hum. And they could find no acoustical origin to the hum. And then there's the famous one in Windsor, the Windsor hum in Ontario province. Right. And there was another study there. I think they put, the Canadian government put $60,000 into that study. And they concluded that the sound was coming from these blast furnaces from steel mills in the United States just across the border. Has anybody tried to see if there's any connection with any new cell towers that went up, any new microwave transmitters that have went, gone up, uh, an electromagnetic uh, pulse or electromagnetic field increases? Because they would also cause that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's such a bizarre thing. If somebody said mm -hmm. this is at the embassy, even though the literature on acoustical devices and other devices suggest that it's very, very difficult to target any individual in a building. We're not talking about a building. We're talking about two major hotels in the middle of Havana with all sorts of stuff going on and targeting specific individuals where somebody standing next to them is fine. It doesn't make it, sense. That's what makes this case so unusual. And then when you go to your home, and these homes are spread all over the place, it makes this just such an oddity. You know, because when most people hear about this, they think, oh, well, somebody's developed some new top secret yep. device and they put it right in front of the American embassy or they've got it around the embassy. But these are people who are changing rooms, moving rooms, and these are huge buildings right in Havana with other people right next to them not feeling the same thing or hearing the same sound. It truly is a mystery. Um, but, I, but I think that when it is all said and done, my friend, we are going to see that there are more political implications that are being buried in the, uh, in the smoke and mirrors that are being put on top of this case. And it's going to be very interesting to find out where the where the direction for this came from, even though I've got a good idea. Uh, how long do you think, what's the next step in the investigation into this? 
since there the have been no. The, yeah. Well, this is going to this is going to drag on. But the next step in the investigation is that we need to be proactive and do it ourselves and not wait for the FBI to come out with their findings. And someone's going to dispute that. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for my Freedom of Information Act request. And I want to get a look at those documents and see what actually happened and look at the first cases and actually see what's going on behind the scenes. And it looks to me like this is a White House in an administration that's sloppy. And there will be smoking guns there and there will be enough information to be able to piece together what really happened. It'll be very interesting, Robert. And do me a favor, when you get your all the information and you've come up with uh, a, a hypothesis, do me a favor, get a hold of us. We'll get you right back on. Sure. Um, besides working on the uh, alleged sonic attack, what else are you working on right now? Well, I continue to investigate cases of uh, mass psychogenic illness around the country. And, you know, there's a real oddity going on now, Rob. Since between 1900 and 1999, mm -hmm. almost all but four cases in the United States and Canada of mass psychogenic illness, mass hysteria, were what they call anxiety hysteria. Very short-lived, happens in schools and factories. Somebody smells an odor. Uh, somebody thinks they've been the subject of food poisoning. Right. You get these rapid, uh, rapid onset and recovery. Mm -hmm. But since the year 2000, we've had about eight or nine cases now of these Salem, Massachusetts-type cases or Salem, Massachusetts Bay Colony from the 1692. Um, where people have twitching, they have difficulty speaking, um, they have neurological-like symptoms like what's going on in Cuba here. And I suspect it has something to do with mobile phones. Let's check. It has something. Yep. Uh, we've got to see us along for now, but I would love to have you back on in the very near future to, to discuss the, the mobile phone connection because that is something that I truly believe in, that there's a lot of information that's going to be coming out. In fact, the state of California has declared that mobile phones can be hazardous to your health. Robert, take care of yourself. I look forward to the next time we meet back here in the Exxon. But Exxon Nation, if you'd like to find out more about Dr. Robert Bartholomew, visit his website, www.robertebartholomew.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. 
Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.